Welcome to Experiencing Jesus Broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. Anything that will not scare God must not scare you. If you carry God's spirit, because you are one in spirit with God. Praise the Lord. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here's Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you this morning. We thank you for this commission. We thank you for ushering us into 2017, our year of favor. Thank you that we will see the manifestation of your favor on every side. In the name of Jesus this morning, anoint my lips to speak your anointed words. And let your people be blessed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Amen. amen. Please take your seat. I'm speaking to you this morning about... God first. God first. Praise the Lord. God, this year is our year of favor. It's a prophetic mandate. Which means that we are going to see the favor of God in every dimension of our lives. And we start the year by prioritizing uh, prioritizing God in our lives. This month of January is our month of vision. It's our month of what? It's our month of vision. And I'm speaking about God first. As we talk about vision in the month of January, what God wants you to do is to prepare you to take off the way it has to be so that whatever he, God, has to also give you, you shall, you'll be able to receive it. The Bible said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Two quick things you need to know here is that there is no beginning without God. For something to be said to have a beginning, it must start with God. In the beginning, God. So God is the beginning of any beginning. Beginning of the year. God is a reference point. So because he's a reference point, when you do not engage him in the beginning, then the beginning is not a beginning at all. Then also he said, he created the heaven and the earth. He did not create the earth and the heaven. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. 
Second point, quick one. The spiritual supervises the natural. Every beginning that must end well must have the spiritual superintending over the natural. He created first the heaven, the spiritual, to dictate to the earth. If you put it in the context of the new year we are starting today, is to say that you have to recognize God and prioritize spirituality over materiality. Ensure that you build the capacity to superimpose the spiritual over the natural. As I'm speaking to you right now, there are people who are making a lot of plans for many mega things in this year without the input of the supernatural. Or let me say, without the input of God. Let me say it even better. Without the input of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because now God has become so universally defined that we don't know whether it's one idol in the corner or something. But you need to put the supernatural on the natural. For the beginning of the perfect creation God made, for the creation means activity of God. For the perfect activities of God to find expression in your life, in the beginning you must recognize God. And you must put spirituality over the natural. Praise the Lord. The foremost knowledge and responsibility of any man who would be successful is to prioritize and value God above all things. Tell somebody to prioritize. Tell somebody to prioritize and value God above all things. See, favor is not possible. Success is not possible when God is not the main thing in the equation. In every equation, there is the constants that is either C or K. And then there are other variable aspects of the equation. If in mathematics, where there is a constant, the answer can never be correct until you have addressed the issue of the constant. Praise the Lord. God is constant in the equation of life, in the equation of success. There cannot be success without the influence of God. And I'm praying this morning that God will give you what it takes to prioritize him this year. Amen. Let your amen be better this morning. Amen. You see, there are products of valuing, having value for God. And one of the products of having value for God is that Value for God enhances a man's value on earth. When you value God, it enhances your own value on earth. In 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 29 and 30, the Bible makes us understand that Eli had sons and daughters. 1 Samuel, sons actually. 1 Samuel 2, 29 and 30. And Eli's sons decided to misbehave. 
And the Bible said that the Lord made certain pronounce, pronouncement there. He said, Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and unarrest thy sons above me, to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. You see, God says that, Wherefore did you kick against my sacrifice and my offering? And you honored your sons above me. So there is a possibility for us to honor our families above God. There's a possibility to prioritize the welfare of our families above God. There's a possibility to prioritize our career, business, the work of our hands above God. And throughout life, you see people who put things above God. God is like the last resort. But the equation ought to be the other way around. It must be God first, then other things. So you put God over other things. And if God is over other things, those things will perform better. Praise the Lord. Anything you subject to the rule of God will do better for a certainty, will do better than when you are subjecting it to other rules. So verse 30, God said, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever, but now the Lord saith, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So God is saying that honor begat honor. If you honor me, you put value on me, I will enhance your own value. The reason why people are valueless, worthless, useless in life is because they have not valued God in their lives. And because of that, their own value has depreciated. When God is honored, he enhances your value in business, value in family, value in, in your finance, in your health. You will see that your life is doing better. They that honor me, I will honor. They that will this honor me, I will lightly esteem. In other words, honor begat honor. When you put value on God, God will put value on you. You cannot honor God privately and he will not honor you publicly. Respect for God will make men respect you without commanding them. Believers are not at the same level in worth because we are not at the same level in value for God. So you see two children of God or two believers and one has a higher value of worth than the other. Why? Because our levels of honoring God differ. The ones who honor God more God makes sure that he puts more honor on them. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody, nobody is the reason why you are where you are. Take personal responsibility for where you are. If you want more honor, honor God more. 
You are not saying it. Say, nobody is the reason why. For your failure. Your challenges in life. If you want to see more honor in your life, honor God every day of your life. Are you here? I believe strongly that this is a year where we are going to see explosion on every side. If your amen is louder, you'll be the first candidate. You see, God honors a man beyond his age and generation. It doesn't matter your age. Once you begin to honor God, he will honor you beyond your age and your generation. Eli placed his family welfare above honoring God's instruction. You have decided to please your children beyond pleasing me. So, God was saying, how dare you place your children above me? And I have seen that anytime you put something above God, God crashes that thing. Hello? <laughs> you put your business above God, he crashes it. You put your family above God, he crashes it. You put your relationship above God, he crashes it. You put your education above God, he crashes it. Anything, because God must be first. How dare you honor your children above me? God was speaking. Withholding what belongs to God brings dishonor to him. He said, you have allowed your children to eat the chiefest part. There are, every husband has some part he likes in the soup. And I learned in those days, the gizzard, is it gizzard, the liver of the animal, the goat and all those things, they were for the husband. On the dining table, if you touch it, your marriage could, could just collapse by touching what is for the man. Thank God for this year and this generation where some of these things are disappearing. But in other places, they are still very intact. Are they coming back? <laughs> the women shouted, no. Say, you, there's, see, the women like what the men like now. They gave the offerings. Children took the offerings that belonged to God. And God got so dishonored. One of the ways to dishonor God is to withhold from him what is duly his. And so as God teaches us, he teaches us the principle of God first. The word of God teaches us the principle of God first. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Matthew 6 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be what added unto you. See that addition to life responds to seeking first the agenda of God. You seek ye first the kingdom of God, and every other thing people are looking for shall be an addition. Praise the Lord. Marriage shall be added to the one who is seeking God's agenda. Explosion in business 
shall be added. That's why favor is the heritage of the righteous. So when you seek God first, he now adds everything unto you. Now imagine the people who seek the other things first. What happens to them? Life becomes like a wandering activity. They move from pillar to pole and they end up with nothing. Some people have worked all their lives. They have nothing to show. Because they have not prioritized God. There is no, the God first factor is not activated in their lives. This morning I'm praying that you will activate God first in your life. Tell somebody, honor God first. So the principle of first things first is the first key of the covenant of blessing. Tell somebody, the first key of the covenant of blessing is the principle of God first. Tell somebody, first things first. Why do I say so? Can you put the scripture there? He said, but, but, say but. I can't hear you. Say but. You see, when the Bible is bringing that kind of word, it's just making a diversion from the way the thing has been. It's moving from the status quo. He has been speaking in a particular line. I say, but, ordinarily we will go on that road. But, pass here. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. These things are the things, the product of blessing. The byproduct of blessings. Say they shall be added unto you. So the first key in the covenant of blessing is God first. When God becomes your heart desire, every blessing desires your life. And the people who have put God at the center stage of their life, they become a magnetic field that attracts all the good in the land. May God be first in your life. I mean, this year, 2017, is a very powerful year. What is this principle? The principle of God first is the demand or foundation that makes everything pertaining to the covenant to work. It is the demand. You see, God will make a demand on you. And God will tell you to build a foundation. And by that foundation, laying God first, it will make every other thing that pertains to the covenant of blessing to work. In other words, it is this principle of God first that holds all the promises in the covenant together. Without it, nothing will happen. Look at what Jesus said in John chapter 15. I think, is it verse number two? He says that without me, you can do what? Nothing. John chapter 15. Without me, you can do nothing. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purged it. That it may bring forth what? More fruit. It may bring forth what? More fruit. So, when you are planted in God, God makes you fruitful. And he says that without me, ye can do what? Nothing. Church, I want you to know that 
Humanity is helpless without the involvement of divinity. And in 2017, if you are going to prosper and see all your dreams and aspirations come to pass, then you need the involvement of God. And for that to happen, God must be first in your life. Tell somebody, God first, God first. Are we getting somewhere this morning? Tell somebody, you need God first. One more time. Tell somebody, you need God first. Tell, tell some more people. Tell them, you need God first. I believe strongly that this is the year God is going to bless us. He's going to bless us in a way that we have never seen before. In John chapter 15 verse 5, the Bible said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do what? Nothing. That should be a revelation that will stick with you all your life. That without Christ, ye can do nothing. So we need God. Tell your friend, we need God. What is the impact of having God first on your life? If it is the foundation that makes everything work, then what is the impact? Psalm 11 verse 3 says something about the foundation. He says that if the foundations be destroyed, if God is not first in your life, what can the righteous do? So the righteous is helpless without a proper covenant foundation in God. It doesn't matter how much you pray. If your God is not first in your life, you are helpless. He said, if the foundation, say if. See, if is not talking about time. If is talking about a conditionality. So it is a matter of choice. You can choose to make sure that your foundation is right. Or you can make a choice to ensure that it's a wrong foundation. And when they are building a house, some people, it's their own house. But they decide to go for inferior materials. And the reason why somebody who has money will go for inferior material is that over years, that person has been a swindler. It's a 419. So when he got to 4110, he couldn't stop himself. When you cheat people over years, you begin to cheat your own destiny. It becomes a lifestyle for you. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So the righteous is totally helpless when the foundation is destroyed. Praise the Lord. Foundation is the most important aspect of any building. Now, trying to finish a skyscraper without a foundation is a disaster in weight. And seeking God's blessing without laying a proper foundation is a predictable disaster and an effort in futility. That's why you see people running from pillar to pole. It's an effort in futility. It will end. It is, Solomon says, you are chasing after the wind. You are fighting after the wind. God must be first in your life. You see, when we start a year like this, in as much as we are excited that God has been 
I mean, gracious to us to bring us into the year. We have to begin to appropriate the correct principles that will make us have the best in the year as designed by God. And when you are building anything, listen on. When you are building anything, the most important person in building a project is not the one who has a financial sponsorship. Is the designer, the architectural design, the one who did it. You can have all the money, and if there's a pattern you have to build, money cannot build for you. The most important person in anything you want to build is the one who has a design. Without the design, your money cannot do anything. Hello? Now, God is the one who has the pattern of the way our life should be this year. And it doesn't matter how energetic you are feeling this morning. If the designer is not here to interpret unto you the lines and the functionality in the drawings. You will use your layman's idea and you think it is king cray, king cray. And then one day the building will collapse and kill you. Some people might not end up, might end up building nothing in the first place even though they have money. Because they have refused to recognize that the designer is important. The architect of life. God is the one who orders the steps of the righteous. God is the one who directs us into the place of our wealth. And without his direction and his input. You see, sometimes eh, you can even have a design. And some people like to give it to what they call the foreman. <laughs> without the architect on site. Because they believe that some foreman has experience. Listen to me. If there is a foreman, you need an architect to be directing the foreman. See, most of the time, eh, the truth of the matter is that the people we call foremen or the foreman has more ground experience than the architect who has come from school. Hello? But there are many things the experience of the foreman will ignore in a building and he will need that young architect to school him. Some foreman, I mean with all their experience, years of experience, but buildings have evolved. Are you here? And so, you can have some, some old men can lay block straight. But architect will tell you that, okay, don't do it because of this weather. Don't do it. And you see, for them, building is building. Block, mortar, block, mortar. Are you, are you, are you in the house this morning? Architect will say, no, 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 no. Let us test the salinity of, of, of the salt in the, in the, in the land. And it's because it's, oh, as I said, fine, fine, that year, that year. No, no, architect will come, he's doing soil test. And the soil test will inform the architect what to do there. The enforcement, or if you like, the reinforcement he has to do before the foundation will rise. For the foreman, as I said, yeah. 
Hello? Yeah. That's why you build your house. And one day you'll be sitting in the house. You think that the house is moving. <laughs> so it's not all about I can do. I know how I do my marketing. I know how I rise and go to work and all of that. No, you need the architect on ground. You need him on site, inside. The architect must be on site for the design to be built according to pattern without future problems. The architect must be on ground. Hello? And I counsel you this morning that when you are building your own house, you need an architect. Most architects would design and the drought man would draw. Drought man has not, possibly has not even gone to university, maybe poly or technical school. He can mostly draw better than architect. But the functionality of a building, architect is way, 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 way ahead. Hello? So who is more important? Is it the builder or the supervisor? Who can give instruction to get the right product? Yeah, but we have put our weight on the fact that I am the one who has the money. That's why somebody will see a building and go and say, Buhagu, bu, 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 bu. <laughs> when we say, of oh, building, or oh, life. Yeah, you don't just create a window anywhere. Sometimes trying to create a window, a whole building can come down. That's why people look at design. God is the one who designed your life. And this 2017, he has, he has a design for all of us. If you want your design to be built according to pattern, you must consult the designer. You can't build without the designer. As we are here now, people are drinking all manner of things somewhere. To thank God for bringing them into 2017. Hmm. Am I preaching here? <laughs> Tell somebody, God has stated exactly what must be done for the blessings to come. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. Because God is the designer and the creator, he has instituted that we should go in a particular direction for our year to be blessed. And this January is the first month. And thankfully today is the first day of January. So this whole day, this whole month is very important in the affairs of the whole year 2017. How you manage it spiritually will determine what will happen the rest of the year. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, somebody say God first. The Bible said, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye what die. This is how the garden must operate. 
We can eat of all the fruit of the trees in the garden except one. And God said categorically, ye shall not eat it or eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you will die. I mean, and the woman still found a reason to disobey this. The man found a reason to disobey it. How can God give you 99.9 .9 and you still became a failure because of the 0, 0.00, that infinitesimal aspect is so important in the workings of your life. Take everything. You see, and in, in our covenant with God, God has freely given us everything, all things for our enjoyment. Then he has just put one small clause somewhere. This one, don't touch it. So how can you have almost everything and you are still trying to fail with a little you are not supposed to touch? It's a problem. Eat of everything. The garden is yours. This one is reserved for God. Don't touch it. Don't eat of it. If you do, you will die. If it is me, I will even go near the territory of that one. Everywhere is for me. I would chop from east to west, from north to south. Where, and the tree was in the middle of the garden. I would never go near the center circle. I'll be playing corner and <laughs> free kicks. <laughs> I'll be scoring from everywhere. Not the, I won't go there. But what man was instructed not to take? Oh, his appetite was even greater for that one. So, God said, don't touch this because this is reserved for me. For whatever reason, God said, you eat it, you die. So, don't be interested in the things God does not want you to be interested in. In 2017, be interested in the things God has freely given unto you. Because when you start eyeing what belongs to God, you are on your way dying. And when you touch it, you will die. Tell somebody, don't touch it. Don't eat it. You will die. <laughs> Is it powerful? So this was the first fruit ever that God said man should not touch. Say first fruit. I can't hear you. Say first fruit. Every other fruit God said you touch. But the, this first fruit, don't touch it. You see, in 2017, eh? You, it can be your year of favor, your year of glory, your year of happenings, your year of whatever. But all those things, eh, they are not accidental. If you don't start the year well, it won't end well. It, there are things God does not want you to touch. There are things God wants you to sacrifice unto him. And if God is first in your life, you will not struggle sacrificing those things unto God. When you find yourself struggling not to touch what is untouchable, then you know you are in trouble. This year, I am determined that whatever God has written my name on, I must have it. And because of that, I am going to obey his instruction to the last letter 
and the last full stop. If you say don't touch it, I won't touch it. So I'm talking to you. God first. One of the things God that provokes God is the first fruit in the year. As we started the year, there is something called the first fruit. Say first fruit. If I finish preaching early, I will let some people share their testimony about the first fruit. See, life on earth is governed by covenant with God. And the first fruit is a major covenant for people who want to prosper. Tithe is also a major covenant for people who want to prosper. What is the first fruit? The first fruit is giving God the first harvest of your farm. Is giving to God the first that comes out of your labor. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's a covenant. It's a covenant. And if you want to operate and enjoy the blessings in the garden of God, you need to follow the covenant. You need to follow what God is saying you should follow. In Exodus 34, 22 to 24, the Lord instructs us and commands us to observe the first fruit. Praise the Lord. And thou shalt observe the feast of weeks of the first fruit of wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. Thrice in the year shall all your men your men children appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. Thrice in the year. Three times in the year. And there were three feasts that were mentioned there. God says that you have to observe the first fruit. Tell somebody the first fruit. Have you seen it in verse 22? Exodus 34 verse 22. I want all of us to read it. I'm taking my time. Praise the Lord. Shakata lebroko satalabaha. And thou shalt what? Let's, I can't hear you. Say, read it very loud. One, go. And thou shalt. The feast of what? Weeks. Of the what? First fruits of what? Wheat harvest. And the feast of what? Ingathering at the year's end. Then he says something in verse 23. Thrice in the year shall all your men children appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. So God commands us that for us, prioritizing him is giving him the first fruit. Making him first in our lives is giving him the first harvest of our year. The harvest of January is to give it to him. If you are working and you want to prioritize God in your life, you give God your first salary in the year. It's a covenant position you take. That in honoring God, I give him my first fruit. I worked in January. They paid me. And I brought it to my father. Praise the Lord. He said you shall observe it. There is no ambiguity there. You shall observe it. And he says that. Thrice in a year 
your men children shall appear. Other translation says that your men children shall pr be present before me. In other words, when the year begins, what marks God's register for people is their first fruit. Open your ears very carefully, please, this morning. That if your first fruit is not on ground, you are seen to be absent. May nobody here be absent in 2017. This is a powerful message. It's how to prosper. Prioritizing God. He said, your men servants shall appear. When they observe it, then I know they have appeared. So when God is distributing blessings in the year, he doesn't look at somebody's face. Oh. He looks for the thing that represents you on his altar. So he will see something on the altar and then he will say, that the sacrifice, the first fruit on the altar, this one represents Yakoba. So when he comes, he says, okay, who is this? This is Francis. I think this should be Yakoba and this should be Francis. Yeah, the equation will be better, right? <clears throat> so he comes and says, who is this one? They say Yakoba. Okay. He now will put gold. Oh. He asks, take gold. Are you here? I'm showing you what happens in the spirit. That everybody has a space in the spirit. So in between here is one Jack Toronto. And God saw that there's nobody there. So he just skip, 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 skip. Why? Why is there nobody there? Because there's no fruit there. There's no first fruit there. And because of that, no blessings can be assigned to that vacuum. Hello? And he moves around. So who is this one? He says, Francis Hobbin. Hey, wow. Okay. Oh. Take diamond. My own should be diamond though. <laughs> and then he gives. So you can pray for blessings. And you are not having it in the year. Why? Because you are seen to be absent. Why? Because you did not prioritize God. You did not honor God first. And because your first root is not on ground. The assigned blessing cannot connect with you. May you never lose your place. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You see, as we are talking right now. The Jews... They are, when the year began, they sent all their first fruit to God. It, every child who is a Jew knows this. You don't need to be an adult to know this. No wonder they are prosperous everywhere. So when your first fruit is not on ground, you're in trouble. The first fruit is your first harvest in the year. You give it to God. Sometimes your first fruit is Beyond the first month of the year. Sometimes your first fruit is actually as you are working or you get a new employment opportunity. And your first income from that opportunity, you give it to God. When you do that, then now you have connected that your new job in a covenant with God. So anything can be flying, you, you know you are secured. Why? Because God will be what? Watching your back. Praise the Lord. 
You can't start a business and you eat your first profit. You want to kill yourself. In the olden days, when a father took the son and, and to learn a trade, apprenticeship, and they came out, their first income, they give it to their father. Praise the Lord. It is from here. But the point I'm making that is even more important is the fact that without the first fruit, God sees you to be absent in the year. Now, if you are absent, tell me how you'll be blessed. How many of you want to be present? Yeah. So God is marking his register. Everybody can be in the year, but not everybody will be blessed. Because not everybody is present. And the reason why people are not present is that their first fruit, they didn't observe it. I am determined. I'm so excited that January has come. I can't, I can't wait to hit the ground running. I can't wait to bring my first fruit. It's going to land like rain, that, an unstoppable rain. Because I want to see all the assigned blessings unto me. Praise the Lord. I want to see their manifestation. Are you here at all this morning? You shall be present. Tell somebody, I'm going to be present. I refuse to be absent. One more time. Tell somebody, I am going to be present in 2017. So you see, the deal is not the fact that you came home. The deal is in the fact that you know exactly what to do to receive what God has assigned for you. Praise the Lord. There are so many people who came to, they came as spectators. 2017. God, wow, did you see what God did for the person? He's a spectator. Make the most noise, but they don't get the pay. I like C. Ronaldo. But when I look at the guys, um, um, wages per week. Hell! I'm here. I wish I could play like him. Yeah. He will score, go, you will shout and scream when the match is over. You will lose your voice. He will gain bank account. That's how many people have turned out to be. You are part of the crowd. You have become a spectator without entitlement. Why? Even though we have all come to 2017, you are just here to go around people and call them director, boss. Charlie, wow. Charlie, I put my man there and all of that. You are just around, around, around boy. You are like a tout around people. And, and you, you eat crumbs. You see, when it comes to prosperity or God blessing you, success... God has not chosen one person over another person. He says he's rich unto all who trust him. So if you trust him, he's not a respecter of persons. People who are willing to follow his instruction, his direction. He won't look at your face. He doesn't see your face. He sees your first fruit. It's very powerful. And many people think that we are Serving the opinion of this world. No, we don't walk by the opinion of this world. We walk by faith. You and I, we are not normal. 
Our faith says that first fruit is a major covenant thing for the prosperity of our life in the year. The people in the world, maybe they operate with a different system, but those of us who are in Christ, this is how we operate. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful? Yeah. Yeah, I will say some things. Now, when you do verse 23, he said, they will appear before me. And thrice in the year, they will appear before me, the Lord of Israel. Now, verse 24, very powerful, verse 24. It was a major protocol for appearing before the Lord in the year. What is the purpose? The purpose is what? For I will what? Cast out the nations before thee and enlarge thy borders. Neither shall any man desire thy land. When thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God thrice in the year. If you go up to appear before the Lord thrice in the year, I will do this thing. I will cast out the nations before you. That's why a man can be more powerful than a nation. You are coming and people are running away. You are the real kakai. Why? Because your first fruit is present. Do you see the tail end of that scripture, verse 24? See, I like to show you scripture so that it's not like the figment of somebody's imagination. He said, when thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God thrice in the year. And how do you appear before the Lord? By the first fruit, observing it. I will cast out the nations before thee. Number two, and enlarge thy borders. Say enlargement. enlargement. So somebody say, this year I will explode. No, you don't explode like that. Too. Have you seen an empty can exploding just like that? There must be something inside. Some acid, something, some explosive. One of the explosives of life is the first fruit. I will enlarge your borders. It doesn't matter how small you start. If God has your first fruit, enlargement is your portion. You see, I'm showing you. you see, we spoke about engaging your altar. Now I'm teaching you things you do to ensure that you become a great person. The year has started. Whilst everybody is, is just chopping, 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 you have gone to present. God said, wow, my boy brought it in. My girl brought it. Something good is going to happen. Look, let both sit to try to fight you. It won't work. Look at the next significance there. The purpose there. It said, neither shall any man desire thy land. People can desire your position. Things that multinational companies have given you for Africa and other places. People can desire like I'm desiring Cristiano Ronaldo's wages right now. Do I have it? Only God knows what helps him to score the goals. And he doesn't joke with that, you know. I learned that one African player in one team in England. He used to ask permission to travel to his country. And he was scoring goals. So he, they will give him the permission because they know that whatever works for you as a child of God you must uphold it 
He said, no man will be able to desire your land. Why? Because your first fruit is on ground. When your first fruit is on ground, your territory is secured. Your position is secured. That is the insurance for your prosperity. And hear me. Whenever you are blessed, attacks come in your direction. One of the things that will secure you from attacks as a blessed person is the first fruit. Some people are looking for people's husbands. But when your first fruit is on ground, that girl will put powder in her face and position herself for your husband to see. Your husband will see the girl. Your husband will do. <laughs> I'm preaching now. Some of you looking, looking for your husband's phone to read messages and track them. Are you a tracker? I'm showing you how, how that no man will be able to desire your land and have it. You know, in the Bible, they used to take people's lands. That's one of the, the forces of the Jezebelic spirit. You just steal people, take their land by force. Hey, bring it. But when your first fruit is on ground, as we are here now, you are in a position in your workplace and some people are eyeing the position. Hello? Am I preaching? How do you secure it? Government will come and go. Your position will, can be intact because you have a first fruit on ground. Daniel was a Jew. Four different kings. You know, they were not voted though. They lived and died. Four different. Nebu. Kadnezer came. Went. His son came. Went. Another came. Went. Another came. Went. Daniel was constant in the palace. Opposing government came. He, he had perpetuity of relevance. What is it? Covenant. When you are in covenant with God, there is nothing like MPP. There is nothing like NDC. All government will come and look for you. Are you, are, you, are you in this house this morning? And when people desire the land God has given you, they will desire it in vain. Why? Because something heavier is representing you on God's altar. Somebody say first fruit. It's a revelation. Tell somebody it's an insight. Say, Father, open my eyes. And give me the grace to be able to apply this first fruit principle. Is it powerful? That's why in this church, every January or February first week or thereabout, we bring our salary, our first fruit, our first profit in our business. In the whole month of January, we carry, I didn't say carry your capital, all your profit. Say, God. This is it. Take it. See, I started teaching the first fruit somewhere in October. Because it, because it marks you present, you must plan for it. Because you know that without it, your life is not really complete. And something that makes your life incomplete, you must plan for it. Wisdom is profitable in this matter. Praise the Lord. Because in general, you will not have salary. Because you bring it to God. So you plan. Most of you are going to have salary in February, by February ending. Is that not so? After bringing your January. So you plan to make it easier for your faith. 
But these are important things. This year, God will bless a lot of people. A lot of people too will lose their grounds. Mm-hmm. And if you are a very good student of the word, you know that anytime God is raising people, most of the time, other people go down. Changes the seasons. He raises one, brings out another. He doesn't need to, but that is how, how it has been happening. So I don't want to be the person who will go down. God forbid. I said, God forbid that you will be there and some important thing God has given you. Then it will be taken and given to another person. <laughs> One of the blessings of this life is that another man will not take your place. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Some people, they labor when it's time for the harvest. They will not be there. It shall not be your portion. The first root is important. Is it important? Your land will not be your position, your life. It will not be desired. Your children. There are some demons in your family. Nobody marries there. They say, you are the only person whose marriage is doing well. They are desiring it, but it won't work. Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 35 says that the first fruit must be done on a yearly basis. Nehemiah 10.35. He said, and to bring the first fruits of our ground. Say our ground. And the first fruit of all fruit of all trees, year by year unto the house of the Lord. Where do we send it? What, what is the time frame? Year by year. Unto the house of the Lord. First fruit of our ground, of our tree, everything we are doing for business, we bring it year by year. That's why every year we do it. And we don't send it to the orphanage. We send it to the house of the Lord. God first. God first. Tell somebody God first. One more time. Tell somebody, God first. See, when you are doing this, you are securing all manner of things that eyes have not seen. Year by year, we bring it to the house. I have been waiting for this January. Brekele bahatas. Yeah. And sometimes, God will test your obedience. eh? You see that for people like Kojo and the rest, he's going to marry this January. Then you see, you know, he does a lot of business. They call him, I need this designer watch. I need this. You see that in January, people will call him. His profit will just shoot up. Say, be rather than January, February. But the greater your obedience, the greater your blessing. You see, in the Bible, eh, when God wants to test a man, he doesn't use affliction. When God wants to test a man, he uses provision. Say provision. I can't hear you. Say provision. God wanted to test Adam. What did he use? Did he shoot him? He said, see this tree here. I've given you everything here. This tree, don't touch it. Most of the time, God will give you money and say, pay tight. Then you see the battle. That's how I call out what biscuit I'm announcing my biscuit. 
So God will be with you. Just such a collapse now. Then I will be with Manessa. We are wine of a Toby, my So God will test you by giving it into your. He'll give it to you. He could have taken it by himself. But he decided to give it to you. Why? Because it is the, it's the people who are willing and obedient who get the best of the land. Most of us are willing, and that's where we end. But we never get to do it. And obedience is the action itself is obedience. Praise the Lord. And you find out that it's not just the action, but the action in time. Action in time. We call it prompt obedience. So some people will do it, but they, they have delayed obedience. And by the time they do it, it is no longer within the time frame, so they don't get a blessing. That's why he said, do it year by year. That's my protocol. But look at this other scripture too, what it said. In Exodus chapter 22, Verse 29 and 30. Look at when God wants you to do. Do it every year. But it says that thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits. And of thy what? Liquors. The first of thy sons shall thou what? Give unto me. Verse 30. Likewise shall thou do with thine oxen and with thy sheep. Seven days it shall be with his, his dam. On the eighth day, thou shalt what? Give it to me. Now, if you go to verse 29, it says what? When it's time for you to give it, what should you do? Thou shalt not what? Delay. Thou shalt not delay. And because it is an honor thing, when it's, it's like serving God food, and the food is there, he has called there and said, me bolu do me we are. When I finish my loot, by the time you come, your husband doesn't want to eat again. Or he's eating and he's he, the spirit with which he wants to bless you. So you, you give me the food when you want, Abby. Ludu is more important than satisfying me. See, most of the time, we actually know what to do, but we don't do it on time. And so we miss the blessing. Praise the Lord. Are you getting blessed this morning? It's a message everybody should hear first Sunday of the year. Because you miss this and you're in trouble. The way sometimes God's blessings operate, you operate like an emergency service. Time is of essence. When you call fire service, the time they take to get there. When you call the police service, the, the ambulance, the time they take to get there. It can either save property and lives or everything can just go, you know, wasted. Wasted. So when it has to be something that you have to do, he said, do not delay in bringing it. Tell somebody, don't delay. That's why me, if I like this guy here, P.Y. He just had some terrible things with his job. Then by the grace of God, his situation is a serious matter. I don't know, when did you start work? October? October, he started work. And when he got, he started mid-October. But, you know, so they paid him for two weeks. He now brought the two weeks they paid. And then November, he brought a half as they paid him. He brought a half. Then going forward, he started paying tithe. So he worked for one month. So all he had is half November and December. 
January is bringing again. <laughs> and it is so because he got a job and he had to give the first of the job to God. And whether fortunately or unfortunately, the time he got a job is close to the time he will naturally and originally bring the first fruit in January. So as you see him now, he's living on a very calculated. But do you know the mystery? Because grace is always available around people who have obedience. Doors are opening for him and the wife here and there. And by the time you know, there is no pressure. When your heart is in the matter, God must give you treasure. Praise the Lord. So don't delay. When he started work, he couldn't wait. He didn't bring it. He sent it in the airwaves. Like that. So I've seen Pepe. The guy stayed home for one year without working. He said, I don't want to mess this job. I don't want to mess it up. Let me tie the neck. On the altar. Are you here this morning? Very powerful. Bring it immediately. Immediately your salary comes. Tell your wife, oh, this year we are not, you can't make shopping with this. We can't do it. Bring your own. Some of you hide at the back of your husband. My husband brought. <laughs> to represent all of us. Hey. Hey, tell somebody, hey. <laughs> you have a covenant with God. Like this man, he's going to bring from his bank. See the wife there. He's going to bring from her insurance. They are all bringing. Yeah, because this man cannot, give, cannot sustain this woman financially. Isn't this? There's a whole budget we have to send to IMF and World Bank. It's a whole budget. So if you are waiting for this man to foot all these bills, let's start calculating the ornament and the regalia this morning. How much is a hair? Then we'll start calculating. You know that by the time we finish just this Sunday, husband's salary is gone. So she needs God to bless her for her, for her own. God bless me. Praise the Lord. And that's why you have to, it's those of you who are married and you say you pay tight together. You should make sure, and you are working. When your husband brings his portion of his tight, you also bring your portion. Don't stand on your husband's tight neck and say the two shall be one. For where? Is he the only person working? As long as you are a child of God, you are working, God sees that he has given you and he is expecting the tight. So you are bringing it together in one envelope, but it does not mean that it's one person's tithe representing the two of you. You must bring, you must bring, or else you will lose your job. So that will take the only one side. Is it powerful? See, when you do the first fruit, it doesn't matter the confusion around what you are doing. God will settle the matter. You just watch. God will just settle the matter for you. There are benefits I have to tell you, but I will just... Keep it for the whole month. I'll be teaching it. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed? Are you sure you are blessed? Tell somebody God first. One more time. Tell somebody God first. God first. God first. 
that's what we do. That's why you see business explosion. You see oh, that boy who has never had money to be bold enough to say, I'll marry you. Boy, well now, breakthrough. And you do you love the boy, oh? Breakthrough, come and marry you. And the two of you shall live happily thereafter. It's a nice story with a nice ending. Uh, between the beginning of the story and the destination of the story, there must be some covenant practices. Hello? Yeah. Let me repeat. A man told me, he said, I lost a $3.2 million contract. I didn't know that this is how I should have secured it. I believe more. More is on the way coming. But you should know how to tie things God is bringing your way. Because in the spirit, oh, people are shortchanged all the time. All the time. All, all the time underlined. All the, something that is meant for you. Oh, there will be an interception and diversion. You can cry and do. Didn't you see Daniel? He prayed the prince of the kingdom of Persia. He just intercepted the answer. The guy decided to go deeper. You have to be deeper to receive and to possess what God has sent to come to you. And I pray this morning that as you obey the voice of God... Whatever God has programmed for you in this 2017, no power shall divert it. That amen is not strong at all. I see jobs. I see openings. I see favor coming unto you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I bring your marriage under the covering of, of your covenant. I bring your business under the covering of this covenant. I pray that the work of your hands shall prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. You have been listening to Experiencing Jesus broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the Social Welfare Road, between the Goyle Filling Station and Vile One Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. For further information, visit our website, www.keepershousechapel.org, one word. Call 0244 or 0204-916-168 or 0244-366-196. Experiencing Jesus, Birthing Ministries.